is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pass! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Ten-man Pompey drive their way into the knockout stages of the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Pompey could be breaking forward here. Can Yengi get the right pass? He can. Great chance for Kamara. 2-1 Portsmouth. Really well worked Portsmouth's goal after Leighton Orient gave it away. It's Leighton Orient 1, Portsmouth 2. Abu Kamara's second half goal of a difference on Tuesday night as the Blues had to work hard toward a 2-1 win at Brisbane Road. We'll gather a reaction from that game and also plenty more between now and seven, including the Pompey Amputees team. They're off to compete in the Champions League this weekend and Kirk Hughes tells us all about the tournament and who the Blues face in today's opening matches. As it's the Champions League, I think they're all pretty solid yeah. teams. Um, we should hold our own against most of the teams, I think, um, and we're looking forward to playing them. So Paris FC first, and then in the evening we've got Bohemians from Ireland. We also catch up with Pompey midfielder Alex Robertson, who talks about how he's settling in at the club and how he enjoys the challenge of finding gaps in opposition defences, even through the tightest of spaces. That's one thing I really enjoy, to be fair, is um, you know receiving the ball under pressure and I think it's kind of a challenge every time I do to try and wiggle or work my way out of things. The Manchester City Loney has also been speaking to Matt Drabble ahead of tomorrow's game against Charlton, as has head coach John Messino. He's been taking a look at the strength strength of the challenge that lies in wait this weekend. I think it'll be an exciting game of football. Charlton and a, a, a side that have, have been playing some, some good football over the past few weeks, particularly since Michael came in. And you know, they'll be up there, um, probably near the top six, um, if not higher, towards back in the season. And towards the latter stages of the show this evening, we'll hear from Pompey women's defender Nicole Barrett. She reveals how it felt to pick up the club's Goal of the Month award following her fantastic strike at home to Bidaricki in October. It's 100% the best goal I've ever scored. <laughs> yeah, I was absolutely buzzing when it went in and all the response that I got afterwards. Nicole will also be chatting to us about Sunday's trip to Fulham in the FA Cup. So that's all to come here on another jam-packed instalment of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Well, a very good evening and welcome along to this Friday night edition of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven tonight by Stagecoach Across the South. Over the next hour, we'll bring you everything you just heard from the intro there, as well as, of course, the opinions of our two studio guests. But we're also keen to hear what you have to say from back home tonight as well. Get in touch. 81400 is the number you need to text. Start those messages with the word Express. Otherwise, you can direct an email over to sport at expressfm.com Include at ExpressFM if you'd like to get involved on Twitter or head on over to facebook.com forward slash 
Pompey Live. Plenty to get through, but we begin tonight's show with a rewind to Tuesday night, where all Pompey needed to do against Leighton Orient was to secure a point in order to confirm their place in the knockout stages of the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. John Messino made 11 changes from a side defeated by a goal to nil at Chesterfield in the FA Cup little over 48 hours prior. And here's how the midweek action unfolded over in East London. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scores! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Pompey immediately play it forward and Kamara looks for Yengi who got on the score sheet here in that 4-0 victory. He goes past Hughes like he's not there. Archie was into the box, trying to get a shot away. Hits the legs of one of the Portsmouth defenders, cleared half away, and that's hit the referee, and that must be a drop ball as per the rules now, 0-0. And later on, might be in here. There's a good chance, as Braggart committed a foul outside the box. He has, and, well, that's, that's surely a red card. Off, off, off is the cry. Red card is reached, and Sean Braggart is sent off. Reduced to 10 men after just 19 minutes. Pompey a level with the penalty on the right. Swanson infield, looking for White. That's really good play from Gavin White to the dead ball line. White pulls it back. Great chance. Must be put in. Oh, it's missed. Sadie has taken it off the foot of yeah. Stuart White. And Pompey have blown the best chance of the game. And it's still nil now. Here's Stuart White, chance to get across into the late on a penalty area. It finds its way to the far post to Yangi. Sadie, can he get the right footed shot? He can and he'll score! Closed up, but a quick shimmy with the ball, and he fired it into the bottom corner. Leighton Orient nil, Portsmouth one. Chance for a cross to come into the middle. It's a good one, and it's helped on, and it's clipped the foot of the post, and it's incredibly unlucky from Ralph Atiru, inches away from equalising for Leighton Orient. It's Jordan Brown looking to try and drive forward. Now on the left-hand side, Sweeney's cross into the middle. It evades one, chance for a shot, and it's going to go in the back of the net. And Joe Piggott have scored with his right foot, past the dive of Schofield, it didn't stand much chance, and 12 minutes into the second half, it's a leveller for Leighton Orient, Leighton Orient one, Portland one. That ball on for Drinham, he gives it away, and Pompey could be breaking forward here, can Yengi get the right pass, he can, great chance for Kamara, 2-1 Portsmouth, really well worked Portsmouth goal after Leighton Orient gave it away, and you just knew when Kamara was about to hit that ball, there was only one place it was going, in the bottom corner, it's Leighton Orient 1, Portsmouth 2. Right footed in between corner for Leighton Orient. Last action of the game. Decent delivery. Good header away by Rafferty. Yeah. No time beyond that. A good firm header away. And Portsmouth return to winning ways in the cup after their defeat on Saturday. They saw themselves go down to 10 men very early on. But thanks to goals from Christian Sadie and Abu Kamara, they have beaten Leighton Orient by two goals to one. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. So that was how the Blues sealed their place in the knockout stages of the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Doing so by topping Group E of the southern section of the competition with that 2-1 win over Leighton Orient on Tuesday night. Noit? 
night. <laughs> Orient themselves out of a trophy, having finished bottom of a group, whereas elsewhere, the Fulham under-21s picked up a 1-0 away win at Gillingham to leapfrog the Gills into second place and therefore make it through to the round of 32. Runners-up to Pompey in the group. So... By finishing in first position, John Messino's side are guaranteed to have a home tie for the next stage. That to take place at Fratton Park on the week commencing the 4th of December. So basically, either Tuesday the 5th or Wednesday the 6th will most likely be the date for that game. The draw for the knockout stages has not yet taken place because there are still matches to play next week and the following week as well um, and we've got two people on the show tonight who um, one was at Leighton Orient on Tuesday night I'm not sure about the other no but um, he was at Chesterfield though <laughs> no. we're not going to talk about no we're not we've already agreed we're not going to do that, that. Oh, sorry I didn't mean to bring that up good start well I don't need to introduce you now you've already broke the fourth wall Tom sorry. Chappell's on the football <laughs> ladies and gents hello good evening <laughs> nice to see you as always yeah it is nice to see you Yes. It is, and um, it actually has been quite a while. It has. It seems like, you know, we, we, we talk quite often, but actually your last appearance on the Football Hour was mid-August. Yes. After the Leighton Orient game. Oh, there we go. So it's a shame we didn't beat Chesterfield in the FA Cup, get Leighton Orient, because then I'd have to get you on again. Ah, uh, well... We'll, we'll, have to invite, oh, well. we'll have to invite you on next Life time. Goes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and alongside uh, Tom Chappell this evening, Pepe Lacey. Pepe, good evening. Long time no see. Long time, yeah, it's been, what, a week? A week. But well, this time I'm in, I'm in person, aren't I? So you are. And there's, there's, there's no such delay. As no, <laughs> no. And there won't be a delay this week because uh, we're in person, so there won't be a six-second gap from you saying goodbye and me saying goodbye because I got the timings wrong. <laughs> I'd, so. I'd like to think not. <laughs> It'd be awkward if it was. No, yeah, <laughs> that was about true. four seconds <laughs> Yeah, so no, pleasure as always, Drake. And um, yeah, <laughs> on to on to Tuesday then, Tom, because it's not something we're going to really talk about too much yeah. tonight because it's let's be EFL trophy. We give it the respect that we, we it yeah quite frankly deserves a couple of minutes on the show. Pompey, we 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 want Pompey to go as far as we can as long as it doesn't distract from the main aim of League One promotion this season. We all know how great that day out at Wembley was uh, in 2019, nearly five years ago. Don't throw up. Five. We'll be in. Well, April, yeah. We're talking right. on the way here. The, the time flies. I know. It, yeah, Five. I know. Crazy. Um, Pompey are sort of halfway there, I guess, in terms of getting to the final three group stages played. They get into the round of 32 um, in December. Tom, what did you make of Tuesday's performance? I was actually really pleased. I was very impressed, actually, as well. I mean, circumstances against us. You know, one of your senior, pro- senior pros on the pitch talking about the EFL Trophy, a nice opportunity for some of the players that maybe don't get as many league minutes as they'd like or, or that, that they could get. And you, you see the like of a, a senior pro like Sean Raggett gets in it off after, what, 10 minutes? And then you are fighting an uphill battle. But I was I was very impressed by the ways the boys dug in. And, you know, it, it could have been more on the night. I mean, there's a couple of opportunities that, that we missed, a couple of really blatantly obvious ones that should have ended up in the back of the net. But all in all, I was I was really pleased. And you, you're talking about the EFL Trophy there. And, yeah, we should give it the respect it deserves because it is an opportunity for the lads that aren't playing as much football in League One to get some time on the pitch. And, you know, when they're called into action, and inevitably when injuries come down the line 30 league games to go after tomorrow they're going to want to be as fresh as you can possibly get without them playing in League One so the EFL Trophy presents a good opportunity for that it's always nice to progress in every competition that you possibly can and I feel like the EFL Trophy is a good one because it doesn't te- you know you want to play your first teams in the FA Cup for example yeah. whereas the EFL Trophy maybe you don't need to do that quite so much it's a, an opportunity for rotation and that's what we used it for and we came away victorious and on we go to round of 32 Tom summed it all up there, Pepe. Sorry. <laughs> Shall I go home? <laughs> might as well. And then you be might a, as well go home. Right. Right. These roads back open, so you might get home a bit quicker. 
Yeah, I'm getting the train though, so I'd, oh, I. Oh, don't talk to me about trains. I know. No. I've seen your problems yeah. on Twitter. So. It took me genuinely an hour to get from Fratton to Cosham. You could this walk morning. it. You could walk it, could yeah, you? Yeah, if I'd known that in hindsight, I'd <laughs> have done it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, it's lucky the trophy's not called the Great Western yes. <laughs> Railway Trophy. No, that wouldn't be great. Um, Tom talks about rotation on Tuesday night and rotation. It was 11 changes John Messina made from that defeat to Chesterfield. Um, and one player I want to talk about in particular, Denver Hume, made his first appearance for the club since April. So therefore, of course, his first of the season as well. I know he weren't at the game, but he did have a relatively solid performance, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Didn't really put up any trees, didn't make any mistakes. He was there, he's done the job. Um, great to see him back in a Pompey shirt, and, and really now, with Conor Ogilvy out injured, potentially, not necessarily for tomorrow, but in weeks to come, could be knocking on the door, on the door for an opportunity in the league, if he plays, you know, if he continues that kind of form. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been well publicised, really, about Denver Hume's position at Portsmouth. He's very much third choice behind Conor Ogilvy and Jack Sparks and I've seen people on social media saying they'd rather focus um, game time on Liam Vincent who's obviously out mm-hmm. on loan at Worthing so then if that, that could be the case and he could have even been fourth choice um, if that's what people on social media wanted so uh, will I will he get any league minutes I very highly doubt it no. um, but I'll go back to what John Messina said at the, at, when, when he first came in he did see um, he did see Denver Hume as more of an attacking player hmm. and now if, I know Jack Sparks has also played left wing earlier in the season what if, if we're I know we're not lacking for goals at the moment but if creativity did become an issue would you chuck him in or chuck him in at left back and put Sparks left wing yeah. if there were injury mounting up like we're seeing um, potentially on the wing but, but there's lo- loads of different if what's or maybe so do I see him coming back into the fold? Not really, but he's a good option to have and a good um, opportunity for him to still show what he has got yeah. on Tuesday night. In terms of a response from the Chesterfield defeat, Tom, obviously as Pompey fans, we want to see a good reaction to that. Um, is, is it needless to say that Tuesday night's win over Leighton Orient was not the response we're looking for? We're looking for a response against Charlton tomorrow. Yeah, but I think it's also important to remember that it's nice to have a little bit of a game in there that kind of makes makes it that we're not coming off cold from Chesterfield on Sunday. If we didn't have that Papa John's trophy game midweek and, and that opportunity to put the wrongs right, I mean, all the post-match presses, every, Messino, Joe Morrell, all talking about how, you know, we want to go again. You know, when we play on Tuesday, you just want to get that out of your system. So I'm pleased we managed to do that. But yeah, I mean, no one's going to be looking at that Papa John's trophy, sorry, not Papa John's anymore, is it? <laughs> Bristol Street Motors game um, and, and thinking, oh, great response, put the cut behind us. It, it will solely be based... Not solely be based, but in the majority of terms, it will be based on how we respond tomorrow, which I'm extremely excited about. And well, I'm just looking forward to it because it's, it's. I don't think the opportunity. I know we're going to get onto it, but I don't think the opportunity's been greater to put this run right. Yes, indeed. And just very quickly as well, Tom, before we move on, red card for Sean Raggett in the 19th minute mm. on Theo Archibald. A 19th, was it? Sorry. 19th, yeah. So over three quarters of a game, mm. Poppy went 10 men. Um, just really quickly, yes, red card, no red card? Yes, red card, yeah. yeah. 100%. No, no doubt on that one. No really. doubt on that. And we believe that suspension will only count in the EFL trophy as well, Correct. not over into the league. So, 
with um, some potential injury concerns for John Messino tomorrow. Potentially, Sean Raggett might be available for the visit of Charlton Athletic. Right, enough from Tuesday then. And now on to the Pompey amputees. They have done the City extremely proud over the last couple of seasons. They are a phenomenal side. And this year, they have qualified for the Champions League. In fact, today, they have been playing over in Spain. They've already secured a 3-0 win over Paris FC this morning. And later this evening, in around about 10-15 minutes time actually, they play Bohemians of Ireland. That kicks off at 6.30. Paul Marsh has been catching up with one of their many fantastic players, Kirk Hughes, to get up to speed with the tournament and how Pompey made it there. Tell us how you qualified for the Champions League. Okay, so last season we uh, did pretty well in terms of uh, the team. We managed to win the Premier League. We won the League Cup. And uh, last season there was a sort of a qualifier in terms of for the for the Champions League rather than just winning the league and qualifying for it. We did another cup for that and we, we won that one as well. So, Yeah, talk about because that was, um, it's a little bit, it works a little bit differently, doesn't it? How does that work? Yeah, slightly differently. So the teams that compete in the, uh, the league also compete for the the Champions uh, League place um, we were lucky enough that we were strong and re- really dominated that sort of season and, uh, and got through and, and qualified you got a very good squad haven't you tell us how many England internationals you got in your squad I think at the moment there are five or six in the squad maybe even more actually so uh, in yeah, the squad we're... of how many 13 in a squad of 13 you got five or six yeah. England internationals <laughs> yeah that's yes. amazing. So we're doing all right. We're That's doing all right. You, we're doing more than all right. <laughs> doing all right. Um, now, obviously, how does this come around? Because, like you say, so you're about to fly off to Malaga yes. to complete in the Champions League. Does this come out of your own pocket? Is this subsidised by the club? How, how, how does this get paid for? So we are part of Portsmouth in the community. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be sponsored by Echo Shoes, who've uh, donated a, a good sum for our sponsorship this year and last year. Um, and we've been fundraising as well for sponsorship. It's, it's, so it's a big deal, really, isn't it? You know, all of this. I know we live in really, really tough times and all that. The money has to come from somewhere. Is it a situation where you're constantly looking for sponsorship and donations? Yeah, always. It, it's, a, it's a big ask. Uh, uh, monthly games are played up in crew, so the, the travel the expenses that come with that. Why is that, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so the home of Amputee Football is, is, uh, is right. where that is. So England Amputee Football Association, they're based there, uh, and that's where our games are centred around. So you go up there once a month, play how many fixtures? Uh, play a couple of games on a Saturday. And then travel back down, so takes a lot out. Yeah, it is, mate. I'd, I'd imagine that is. Uh, so, who are you going to be facing when you're out there? So, our first team, uh, our first team we're facing is uh, Paris FC. Um, right. Okay. I'd, I would imagine that they are pretty good. Yeah, I think we're as it's the Champions League. I think they're all pretty solid yeah. teams. Um, we, we should hold our own against most of the teams, I think, um, and we're looking forward to playing them. So Paris FC first, and then in the evening we've got Bohemians from uh, from Ireland. Okay, so, okay, so that'd be interesting. That's a that's a real mixture, that isn't it? Yeah. You know, Paris FC and then Bohemians, yeah. and then Pompey. <laughs> I, keep, I keep saying it. I just can't Pompey in the Champions League. Yeah, I love it. Um, so what you know. I know this is a daft thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you win, <laughs> if you win the champion, if Pompey win the Champions League, what's the next step? Do you know? I don't know. I, I think, Other than getting drunk, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> I, I think just the coverage would be really helpful yeah. for us to, to build the game and to, to develop the game really. So um, it, it's taken a slow start. It's um, it's much more developed in places like Turkey and Poland so okay. if we can get that sort of coverage uh, in the UK that'd be incredible and hopefully the Champions League sort of um, will, will help us do that mm. I just think that what you're doing is amazing I'd imagine that the support you give the younger lads 
is probably invaluable as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm quite new to the game myself. It's only my second season, so uh, t- to get where we are and that's my second season is uh, is quite a lot. But I like to think that my sort of uh, experience and experience from Invictus when I played when I competed there. Yeah, t- really talk helped. to us about that. You you took part in Invictus Games, which is again it's huge. That's a massive deal. What did you do there? Yeah, in 2017, flew out to Toronto, competed in the Invictus Games. I did uh, wheelchair basketball, wheelchair tennis, and hand cycling. Um, got bronze in tennis and basketball. So you're one of those really, really annoying people that is good at everything they do. I, I seem to pick up sports pretty well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kirk, it's been absolutely brilliant having you in. I really, really do appreciate it. Now, get your Pompey tops on and support the team because they are going to head out to, where is it, uh, Malaga? Where is it again? Yeah, Estepona, just outside of Malaga. Estepona in Malaga to take part. Pompey are going to be representing England in the Champions League. I just think it's absolutely fantastic. Congratulations in reaching the Champions League. Best of luck in everything you do out there because it is just phenomenal. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Phenomenal indeed. Big thank you to Paul Marsh for catching up there with Kirk Hughesby. Full compliment of that interview because that wasn't all of it. Uh, you can find over at expressfm.com forward slash news forward slash football. Right, time for a quick break now. But when we come back, we're going to hear from midfielder Alex Robertson who tells Matt Drabble how he's really taken a shine not only to the club, but the city and its fans too. Sitting in the crowd as a young boy at any football match, you kind of always aspire to be on that pitch and play in front of the fans. But especially coming to Portsmouth before I came here, I knew that the fans were obviously big and they were very supportive. And, you know, I've seen that coming here. Stick with us here on Express FM to hear that interview in full, as well as more from myself, Tom and Pepe. The Football Hour will be right back after this short break. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditched the car and switched to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Good evening and welcome to the second part of tonight's instalments of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Sponsored this season by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you in and around the city with a minimum of fuss, as well as providing links to and from Chichester and Brighton too. Head over to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Tom Chappell from 4 0 written all over it, and Pepe Lacey alongside me tonight. Tom, I'm hoping your appearance um, is a good omen for this weekend. Oh, me too. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Um, I've got a question. Uh, I'm going to throw one to Pepe um, because well Tom had a bit, a bit more talking time yep, that yeah, first yeah. part because it'll be later on again I'm going to allow you this opportunity I'm gonna oh, put it's going to be a horrible question it now, is going to be a <laughs> oh, horrific one it's a bit of a quiz question oh actually. no love a quiz now if you've been listening to Pompey Live in the Football Hour like the avid fan that you are Pepe yep. you'll know the answer easily <laughs> yep. so I've got no doubt you're going to get it right um, prior to Tuesday there had been two players in this current Pompey squad but featured in every single match this season in all competitions, whether that's starting or coming off a bench, there had been two players. One of them was Jack Sparks, but he wasn't included on the match day 18 on Tuesday night. So now only one player remains to have that record of, a, of featuring in every single match this season for Pompey. Who is that player? Pepe Lacey. Connor Shocknessy. 
No, you're wrong. Oh. I was expecting another six-second delay then. Oh. Tom, I've Don't look at me. I haven't got a clue. I'm just giving you an opportunity. And if um, you don't get it, then I'll open it up to the listeners back home. I think you have to open up to the listeners because I haven't got a clue. My answer would have been Joe Morrell, but... No, that's wrong. Okay. At Express FM on Twitter, text for word Express. Are we going to know by the end of the show? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. That's if I remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> text Express to 81400, followed by your name and your answer. Uh, email sport at expressfem.com. Who is now the only player to have featured in every single Pompey game this season in all competitions? And that can be either starting or off from the bench. Right then, I'll, um, I'll allow you to do that from back home. And if you do f- figure out, you guys, just raise your hand, let me know. Like we're in school. <laughs> um, moving on then, um, Tom. A big game on Monday night, a bit of a tangent, prior to Tuesday, in the Premier League. Spurs losing by four goals to one at home to Chelsea. Yes. And the reason that's relevant is because now only two teams in the entire Ooh, 92... I know the answer to that. <laughs> ...remain unbeaten. <laughs> Name one of them. <laughs> one of them's Pompey, the other one's Mansfield. It is Mansfield, yes. In the league, of course. Yes. Unless you're running the FA Cup Twitter account. Oh, then God, don't start about that. Um, but yes, both Pompey and Mansfield remain unbeaten in their respective leagues this season. Those are the only two to have done that. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal achievement. We know that it's a, it's a great achievement from Pompey anyway to have gone 26 unbeaten stretching back to last season. But in terms of this weekend, we know Charlton are a bit of a bogey t- uh, t- team for Pompey. You just kind of want to get that record and one over Mansfield as well, don't you? You want to be the last one standing at this point. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'd, li- I'd like to see us be able to say that it'd be a, you know it completely depends on Mansfield so we don't have very much control all we've got to do is try and keep uh, remaining invincible as we have done so far in our league run this season and it, you know it's a tough task against Charlton don't get me wrong it's going to be a you know we, we can quite easily sit here every week and, and I'm sure many of you guests do Jake as, as we listen and, and, and we you know it's, it's a really tough weekend upcoming you know, it's going to be a really tough game and they're all tough tests in league one but I think given the circumstances, given the record against us, given how well the start to our season has gone, given how poor Charlton's away form has been so far this season, mm-hmm. I think it's a real opportunity. As I said before the first ad break, I think it's a real chance for Pompey now. I think everything is nicely aligned. Yeah. Everything's looking good. I don't want to jinx it, but the conditions <laughs> are pretty much ideal, other than obviously the lack of Regan Paul and perhaps even no involvement or little involvement or even full involvement with Marlon Pack, we don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll chat about that in a minute. But yeah, there's a, there's a, I've got a funny feeling about it. <laughs> Pepe's uh, profusely shaking his head. Now, for, for those tuning in, if you don't know the record, of course, we mentioned it at the start of the show, Pompey have lost nine consecutive home <laughs> matches against Charlton Athletics, seven uh, competitive two friendlies, stretching back to April 2005, when the Blues secured a 4-2 Premier League win over the Addicts at PO4. Uh, the likes of Yakubu, Steve Stone, Diamante Camera, and Lamana Luwalua on the score sheet in that one. Um, pretty sure they've all retired now. <laughs> Pepe, you're not so confident for this oh, one. I'm worried. I, I, <laughs> I don't like it when we play Charlton. They're, they're, they're the bogey team, like Tom mentioned. It. As much as this team is different, it's, it's always in the back of your head, isn't it? Like It's, it's Charlton. They come to Fratton Park every season and turn us over. And they so, think we always win. At Fratton Park. And I, it's just it's ingrained in my head. It's haunting me. <laughs> but no, like, Messino said yesterday that this team is different. They haven't... They haven't... They're not the team that played Charlton before. Mm. So... Which I, I'm confident about. But 
I'll take a draw tomorrow. Like that's how bad we are against Charlton. And it, it, but if we do win, yeah. then this team we can def we can certainly say this team is different. Shamefully, I think I I, I kind of believe McCurse as well. I think I'll take a draw. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, to I'm just avoid ten in a row because that would be horrific. Or yeah. eight in a row, you know, because competitive only counts. Oh. Um, Tom, if Pompey beat Charlton tomorrow, are they going up? Is that it? Oh, it's so on if we do. It's so, so happening. Can we get the champagne on ice now? Well, I... You, you know, you as much as you laugh and joke about that. I, I, it is genuinely one of the last boxes to tick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of, of what's been a really great start. You know, you, you look at the the form. We've been away to Barnsley and won. I think personally, we should have won against Derby away from home. Took a point. Been some fantastic performances at Fratton Park. We've beaten Peterborough. You know, the, Charlton are the last team of that top crop. If you look at the league so far this season, that Pompey yeah. haven't either beaten or done incredibly well against. So. Well, prior to September, Pompey hadn't beat Barnsley away since 2001. This is it. And they so, did it. so this is why this team's different, Jake, as yeah. we're all going to be proven, hopefully, by what, what five o'clock tomorrow. I'm so glad. Hopefully, tomorrow. it was finished by five I'm o'clock so tomorrow. glad they beat Wigan the other day as well, because imagine they hadn't yeah. won an away game yeah, all yeah, season massively. and, and then turned up and beat us. Oh, that's <laughs> a fair point as well. Yeah, Charlton <laughs> Pepe is absolutely bang on there. Charlton had not won an away game all season until Wigan last time out in the league. So yeah, it, they nearly bottled it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave Byrne, good evening to yourself on the emails. Has got in touch with the correct answer to the question we posed earlier. Who is the only Pompey player to have featured in all games this season across all competitions? Dave Byrne, you are correct. I'll reveal all in the next few moments or so. But it is now time to hear from Pompey's mi- new midfield dynamo. The man on loan from Manchester City, Alex Robertson. It's not him, by the way. He's been speaking to Matt Drabble, first highlighting his first few months at Fratton Park. Yeah, I've loved it. Um, the place itself, you know, the club, the people here, my, my teammates, they're all, they're all really good and I'm just loving my time here so far, yeah. We've seen you playing a variety of different roles, starting higher up and then since Marlon Pack's injury, dropping a, a little bit deeper. Where do you think you're best? Where's your most comfortable position? Uh, anywhere, to be fair. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy doing both, but I think the 10 roles, I think anyone would say it's a bit funner. You get to attack a lot more, but... I really enjoy playing a bit deeper because I also get to do the other side of things, you know, defending, um, tracking back people and kind of just not controlling but being a bit more involved in the game. Um, And, yeah, I'm just enjoying playing deeper with with Moz and, yeah, I don't really mind where I play, to be honest. When you are forced to play a little bit deeper, one thing that stood out is your bravery taking the ball off the centre-backs. I mean, you must have had that drilled into you at Manchester City. How many scenarios are there where you won't come and take the ball off the centre-backs in a tight space? Um, yeah, that's one thing I really enjoy, to be fair, is, um, you know, receiving the ball under pressure. And I think it's kind of a challenge every time I do to try and wiggle or worm my way out of things. So I think that's something I enjoy in my game. And, you know, just got to help the team out, um, show, show, showing all the time for the ball and you know, just trying to, trying to do what I can do. Speaking of Manchester City, what is the correspondence like with them? How do they track and monitor your progress here? Um, there's a loans team there, like a loan support team. Uh, they've got loads of staff members to kind of cover everyone's loans. Um, and they're really happy with me being here, with the way I've started, um, with how Pompey have treated me and taken to me um, so far. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're loving it. And, you know, as long as I'm happy, they're happy. So that's the main thing. And as far as you're aware, the plan is to remain with Portsmouth following January? Yeah, uh, as far as I'm aware. But hopefully hopefully that's, that stays out and pans out. But I think there is a break clause 
well, there is in everyone's loan contract. Um, but hopefully, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to stay here for the whole season. On a personal note, speaking about your game, what do you think you've got out of the loan thus far in a footballing sense? Not that I didn't enjoy my football, but I've started enjoying my football a lot. Um, you know, I, th- I think this league is really good to learn and develop in. Um, you know, my teammates are really, are really helpful uh, around me. And I've I've just really enjoyed being here and I've really enjoyed playing a lot of football and I think just being on the pitch is, is making me really happy and hopefully that can stay stay going and, you know, just see that out for the rest of the season. You've certainly endeared yourself to the fans. What's it like playing in front of those bigger crowds, having come from the Premier League 2 and Youth Cups where that's not something you're used to? Yeah, I've loved it. Um, you know, sitting in the crowd as a young boy at any football match, you kind of always aspire to be on that pitch and play in front of the fans. But especially coming to Portsmouth before I came here, I knew that the fans were obviously big and they were very supportive. And, you know, I've seen that coming here. Um, even the away games, like the, the away support's crazy. We've had quite a few away games recently. Um, and then for them to travel up and down the country, you know, we, we see that and we appreciate it. And, you know, as a young boy playing, I don't know, it's just really nice to see and it's really nice to play in front of. And when they sing your name, it's just, it's a good, it's a good feeling. And Charlton, this Saturday, your expectations for that one? Um, just, you know, kind of got to stick to our game plan, got to stick to how we play um, and kind of try and dominate the game. And I think we should be all right, but... Like I said, we just have to stick to what we do and what we know we can do best and we should be able to win the game. Alex Robertson there speaking to our very own Matt Drabble earlier in the week. Looking ahead to tomorrow's game against Charlton Athletic. Uh, Pepe Lacey, your thoughts on, on Alex Robertson, the, the time he spent so far alone from Manchester City. Is, again, is it needless to say that he's had a, a pretty decent start to life at Fratton Park? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the sick because it's, I think, his first line, second line, I think, um, since coming out. And Messino tried to bring him in slowly and then the more games he's played the more confidence he's had and he's played really well at the 10 role and then since Marlon Pack's been out injured he's been able to fill alongside Joe Murray on the 6-8 role so we're really seeing the best out of him and you're looking at Chesterfield as well the other day some of the moves he was bringing out it was just he just oozes with confidence at the moment and I'm I'm really liking how he's playing and would I like to see more of him going up uh, upfield absolutely but when Marlon Pack comes back, I'm sure he'll fit back into that number 10 role. But yeah, I've really liked watching him. He's just something different and adds a little bit of class and quality to this um, to this Pompey team. Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but outside of a corridor pre-show, Pepe said, I don't want to talk about Chesterfield. He's mentioned my name three times so oh, far. Oh, God. God. Well, this thing, and it's what the listeners don't get, isn't it? The pre-show chat. See, if he was back at home, I could just mute his mic. OK. I could do it now, but he'd just come over to the other side of a desk and talk. <laughs> um, Pepe, I'll, I'll give you a moment of glory. You, you've, had, uh, you've had a revelation with the question I asked yeah. you earlier. The only player to have featured in all games this season for Pompey, in all competitions, whether it's off the bench or starting. Who is that player? Well, I'm just going to put it out there now. We haven't spoken about this. I pulled it up as soon as I said Connor Shotnessy. He did, to be fair, yeah. yeah. I, as soon as I said Connor Shotnessy, I instantly regretted it. Because he's been suspended this season. Yep. As has Joe Morrell. As has Joe Morrell, so bad and shout over here as well, yeah. The name that came to my head straight after was Abu Kamara. Wrong. No, I'm joking. You're right. Oh, it is Abu Kamara. You just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Let Abu... me have my moment of magic and then say it's wrong. Let's call it. That face for that split two seconds was an absolute picture. <laughs> yeah, it is Abu Kamara. Thank He's you. featured in every single game this season for Pompey. Um, Tom, considering this is what his first loan, Abu Kamara started off um, 
excellently well at the start of the season. Um, many an opinion on social media that maybe in the last few weeks he's dropped off a little bit. But can you blame him considering that he's, you know, the lack of experience that he's got and this is, you know, his first experience out? I can't remember where I saw it, but a friend of mine made a really good point that when he's having an off game because of the kind of player he is, it's kind of quite blatantly obvious that he is having an off game. Um, and I, I think the Messino's maybe been misquoted but it, there was a, a mention of that he, he, at half time he had a bit of a go at Abu to say he needed to run a bit more oh yeah um, it, I don't think it was kind of you're not running you need to run a bit more it, it's just kind of elements of his game that I don't think Messina was particularly happy with I'm not being funny if he's featured in every single match this season he's probably knackered and apparently he's our quickest player as well yeah. statistically yeah. so you know and, and he's he's a young lad you mentioned there first loan and it's a daunting place for Ampart to play a football, whether you're winning or you're losing. It's a big old crowd. It's, as we know, it's one of the most passionate fan bases in this league. It's probably one of the most passionate fan bases up and down the country. And for a, a young lad that's not too much older than me, and is, is he younger than me and you? Or is he? Uh, I think he's twenty. How old's Kamara? He's a similar sort of age to me and Pepper. Sorry, I've thrown Jake Pompey Smith under the bus. He's <laughs> very hurriedly googling. Abu Kamara is twenty years of age. Exactly. Twenty first of July, two thousand three. Right. Oh my god, I'm older than him. Exactly. Oh, so Pepe's slightly older than him. I'm. <laughs> a month or two older than him so it's a lot for the young lad he's doing very well I'm very impressed with him couple more goal contributions I'd be massively delighted with that he's got a big day tomorrow I think he's going to be involved a lot tomorrow out on that, that far side so yeah I, I think a, a couple of decent performances for him and he could be rocking and rolling I still see him having a really good season for us I think he has done so far as well you feel old Pepe I wasn't born in the same m- millennium as Abu Kamara true yeah. true yeah. Yeah, I mean there's no Pompey players coming younger than me now <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this right we're going to let Pepe have his uh, midlife crisis and <laughs> understand how ageing works uh, whilst we hear from John Messino he's up next it's the second of two interviews Matt Drabble was able to get for us on Thursday's press conference at the Blues training ground the gaffer has been looking ahead to tomorrow's visit of Charlton but not before touching on the performance of Harry Jewett White in Tuesday EFL Trophy win over Leighton Orient. I thought that uh, Harry was actually uh, much better when he moved to, to right back in the game and he had a, an involvement in the goal, in the first goal, and was pretty solid defensively. And, and I, I did say after the game, it's possible a switch for him in terms of um, you know, what might be better for him positionally. I think he was excellent in pre-season against Crawley at right back. And uh, yeah, I thought he suited him a lot better the other night. We're not jumping to any conclusions at the moment. He's back with Haven and he'll be back with them uh, the weekend. So hopefully he can break into their side and it's obviously completely up to them where they want to play him. But yeah, maybe something longer term for Harry to think about. This week, uh, first senior call-up for Cassini Yangi in the Australia squad. That comes after Regan Paul's first Wales cap last month. How pleasing is that for you as a manager? And what does that say about what you and Richard Hughes are doing from a recruitment perspective? Yeah, obviously we're trying to recruit good players and in fairness to the players, they've they've earned themselves those call-ups and certainly when Regan was called up to the Wales squad last month, we thought it was nothing uh, less than what he deserved or something nothing more than what he deserved and um, he, he managed to get a, his first cap, kept a clean sheet, it was brilliant for him and I think you know for him to propel himself from where he was last season to pushing the Wales squad um, last time out, I think it's an excellent achievement and the same goes for Cassini, he's obviously catching people's eye, his goal scoring at the start of the season was was brilliant, he's, he's come back, he's looked fitter and sharp with every game that he's played and last night, uh, or oh, sorry on Tuesday night, he bagged himself a couple of assists so uh, Cass is always hungry for goals, I know that, but if he can make sure he contributes and, and his all-round game is, is you know, on top form, then he's going to get more of these call-ups because uh, yeah, the potential for, potential for improvement with him is massive Speaking of improvement does the opportunity to have players get their first senior call-ups through their squad, do you think that helps you from a recruitment perspective going forward? 
I think so. It's probably not something that we thought about a huge amount and we wouldn't want to sort of trumpet it about and say to players, you know, this is a great club for you to um, come and then all of a sudden you're going to get picked for your national side. The most important thing for us is obviously to, to bring good players in. So if, if people from the outside see that, then great. And, and if players think it's an attraction to come into the football club because maybe it's something, um, depending on what nation they play for, that's going to be a possibility, then, yeah, by all means, they can use it as an attraction. On Regan Paul, how's he doing? Any any further news on the injury? Uh, no, no further news on, on Regan. He had a scan yesterday. We're just waiting for the results today. He had a scan up in London, so it just um, takes a couple of days for those to come back, and once we get the results, we'll, we'll let you know. Any other updates, Marlon Pax, you know, Andrew? And... Uh, Marlon's back in full training. He's been back in full training now for a little over a week, so uh, available for selection at the weekend. And, uh, yeah, Tino, Tino's scan uh, came back, as we thought, a hamstring tear. Uh, the severity of it may be slightly worse than we were hoping for, so we're, we're looking at at least eight weeks. We're just going to uh, get a second opinion on it uh, and leave it in Chelsea's hands for uh, the next couple of days, see what they want to do and make sure that we get everything right. There's no rush on Tino, obviously, at the moment, so we've just got to make sure we get that one right. Looking ahead to this weekend, what sort of game do you anticipate against Charlton? Well, I think it'll be an exciting game of football. Charlton are a, are a side that have, have been playing some, some good football over the past few weeks, particularly since Michael came in. And it, he's got a reputation as an excellent coach for, for good reason. And uh, his sides at, um, at every level he's played at have always you know, played good football, good attacking football. And they've got some excellent players in their ranks. And uh, I think a club that underachieved at the start of the season, but are now picking up a few good results. So I think we'll expect a really good, um, uh, you know, really good game for starters at the weekend and, and also the, I think the atmosphere will be uh, right up there as well I think it's, um, it's great to have a sold out Fratton Park and, and a side that uh, I think when the dust has settled will be, will be challenging they'll be up there um, probably near the top six um, if not higher towards the back end of the season Yep, John Messina there speaking to Matt Drabble. You can hear that interview again, as well as the one with Alex Robertson over on our website, expressfm.com forward slash news forward slash football. Um, both of those interviews are in the same webpage there. And of course, you can catch up with a replay of tonight's show over on Spotify, Apple and Google podcast apps uh, immediately after 7pm as well. Right, we're off for a very quick breather and upon our return we'll wrap up tonight's episode of the Football Hour where we'll carry on with our preview of Saturday's visit of Charlton and also look forward to the start of the Pompey Women's FA Cup campaign. Defender Nicole Barrett looks ahead to Sunday's trip to Fulham revealing the spirit within the camp ahead of the game as well as how the squad are looking to build upon and take inspiration from last season's run in the same competition. Everyone loves a cup game. It takes a little bit of pressure off the league um, and it just gives everyone time to just go and play and have fun. FA Cup last year, I think we done very well and we were unlucky actually. So I think we're here and we're hungry for it again this year. We'll hear from Pompey's Goal of the Month winner, Nicole Barrett there. And also when we come back, we'll get more on tomorrow's opponents from the uh, former Portsmouth men with Kirsty Roxanne, as well as the final comments from Tom and Pepe, including score predictions too. The third and final part of tonight's Football Hour coming right your way next. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour on Express FM.
Welcome back along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app now for journey planning and prepay for your ticket. Available free of charge from the Apple app and Google Play stores. Right, moving on now to the Portsmouth women. They topped the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division with a 3-0 win at home to MK Dons last time around. This weekend, they take on Fulham away from home in the FA Cup that game will be played at Motspur Park on Sunday afternoon from 2 o'clock and Express FM will be covering the match for you in case you can't make it up to the capital for that one. Our coverage starts here from 1pm. We've been speaking to defender Nicole Barrett about how often she thinks about her goal against Billericay last month, a strike voted as the club's goal of the month for October. Oh my gosh, so many. Um, it's 100% the best goal I've ever scored. Um, yeah, I was absolutely buzzing when, when it went in and all the response that I got afterwards, especially from like, you know, the young fans um, and especially the girls, it's, it's amazing to be able to do that and them to be able to be there to witness it. When, when we see like wonder goals, we always hear like post-match managers and stuff like that always saying, oh yeah, I'm used to it. You see them do it in training all the time. Do you do that in training all the time? No, um, <laughs> I don't do that in training all the time. Um, I'll be completely honest. We were practicing free kicks the week before um, and just, just, met, just after training, we were just having a uh, saying for some extras. Um, and I missed every single one. So when I put it down and it, um, and I knew I was taking the shot, I, I couldn't believe it went in, to be honest. And one of the conversations that, that's being had with the men is people saying, this year feels different. Um, I, I'm interested whether or not people, again, are saying that from the outside, I'd say, for the women also. But from the inside, when you're in that changing room, can you kind of allow yourself to think that? Or, or is that actually kind of a, one of those thoughts that is more for fans than it is for players? I think um, we take each game as it comes and each training session as it comes. It certainly feels a lot more competitive um, this year, which is obviously a massive credit to the, to the talent that we have within the squad um, and the players that Jay's brought in. So it 100% feels a lot more competitive. Um, but if anything, that's, that's so good and it's so promising for us to know that we've got so many good players and so much depth within the squad. Um, so I think we take each game as it comes. We don't no game is the same and everybody's prepared for whatever the game is that we're playing and the opposition we're playing and the team that we've got on the pitch um, and also the players that we've got on the bench and the players that have been training all week with us. So I think everybody's playing a part in it um, and it, it doesn't it, it doesn't feel different. It feels right. <laughs> Everything feels right and it feels really, really good. FA Cup returns this weekend. Fulham away. What are your, what are your thoughts? How are things shaping up ahead of that? Buzzing! Everyone loves a cup game. Um, it, just, it, t- it takes a little bit of pressure off the league, um, and it just gives everyone time to just go and play and have fun. FA Cup last year, I think we done very well, and we were unlucky actually. So I think we're here and we're hungry for it again this year. Um, but yeah, no, everyone's buzzing, and we we love. We seem to always get these away games. Um, I don't think we've drawn a single cup at home yet this year, so um, we're ready for it. And yeah, we're just we're just excited. That's a good one, actually. To, just to end on that, what is the um, how how much actually does last season's campaign? And it was the London City Lionesses, wasn't it? That that you that you lost to, and and you really like you dominated the game. I remember it, but um, th- that actually does fuel you on for the next season, does it? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll never forget that game when when we look back at at teams and we were the underdogs in that game and we went into it and we we done so well and that run that we had within the FA Cup, we done so well and. 
it was almost uh, we felt like we deserved a little bit more out of that game than what we got. So we're just ready this year and we like we want it more than ever. But we also know when we go into Fulham and with them being the underdogs, they're gonna be they're gonna be feeling exactly how we felt last year. So we're not shying away from it. We know it's gonna be a tough game, but we're we're equally ready and we've got a lot of energy within us. And especially from last year, built up. So we're we're ready to go. Yeah, Nicole Barrett there speaking to Robbie James. Coverage of Sunday's FA Cup trip to Fulham here on Express FM from 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon for a 2pm kickoff at Motspur Park. Also, during that coverage, you'll be able to hear my pre-match conversation with head coach Jay Sadler. It's an 11 and a half minute interview, so we didn't quite have enough time to play it on tonight's show. So I do apologise. That also will be on our website um, in just a few hours time. Wait for it. ExpressFM.com forward slash news forward slash football was where you can find that one as well as a replay of that interview with Nicole Barrett right back to uh, the action for Pompey's men then Charlton Athletic await this weekend at Fratton Park and the Blues will be hoping to ensure they don't make it 10 victories in a row on home soil let's hear more about the opposition now then Kirsty Roxanne has the lowdown on the Addicts Pompey sealed their place in the knockout stages of the EFL Trophy when they defeated Leighton Orient by two goals to one on Tuesday night. Next up for John Massinho's side is a return to league action and a return also to Fratton Park after four consecutive away matches. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. This weekend's League One programme sees Portsmouth welcome Charlton Athletic to the South Coast, a side who have won each of their previous seven competitive visits to PO4, nine if you include the two pre-season meetings in 2013 and 2014. The Blues have not beaten the Addicts on home soil since the 9th of April 2005. Yakubu, Steve Stone, Diamante Kamara and Lumana Lawalawa were all on the score sheet in a 4-2 victory in the Premier League on that day over 18 and a half years ago. Let's delve deeper now and find out what this season's Charlton are made of. Manager. Former Pompey boss Michael Appleton is currently the manager of Charlton Athletic. The 47-year-old was unveiled as the Addicts' new boss on the 8th of September when he succeeded Dean Holden at the South London Club. Holden was dismissed a couple of weeks prior, between such time ex-Blues defender Jason Pearce took charge on an interim basis. Since leaving Fratton Park in 2012, Appleton has managed the likes of Blackpool, Oxford United and Lincoln City. The former Preston North End and West Bromwich Albion midfielder took charge of Blackpool on two separate occasions, returning to Bloomfield Road last June, however he only lasted until January of this year. Appleton had eight months out of a job before his appointment at the Valley in September, where he has since picked up five wins from 11 competitive games in charge. One to watch. Our nominated player to keep an eye on for this match is attacking midfielder Corey Blackett-Taylor, who represents Charlton with the squad number 23. Blackett-Taylor, who moved to the Valley on an initial short-term deal in August 2021, had been a free agent for a few months after leaving Tranmere Rovers following the expiration of his contract. The wide player impressed during that spell and was awarded with an extension. Overall this season, the 26-year-old has managed 10 goal contributions in League One, including five goals and five assists since the start of the campaign. The attacking midfielder predominantly plays on the wing and is strongest on his right foot. Top scorer. With 11 goals from 14 league appearances this season, 30-year-old Alfie May is currently Charlton's leading scorer. May is also the joint top scorer in the whole of League One alongside Barnsley Devante Cole. It was announced that the striker had signed for the Addicts from Cheltenham Town back in May, and he has so far featured in all bar one of their league fixtures this far, missing only the 1-1 draw away at Stevenage on September the 16th. On Friday morning, May was named the Skybet League One Player of the Month for October. During such time, he bagged seven goals in seven league appearances. At Fratton Park this weekend, you'll be able to spot the right-footed forward by the number nine on the back of his Charlton shirt. Current form. 
As they have been now for a number of seasons, Charlton are currently occupying a position in mid-table. The Addicts sit in 11th place after accumulation of 21 points from their opening 15 games. Michael Appleton's side have a goal difference of plus four and have scored 25 league goals since the start of their campaign. The same amount Pompey have managed, however the Blues have only conceded 10 compared to the 21 Charlton have let in. Last time out, they were held to a 1-1 draw in the FA Cup first round by non-league outfit Cray Valley Paper Mills, who will host Charlton in a replay next Wednesday. Prior to that shock result, the Addicts have been on a mixed run of form, winning two, drawing one and losing two of their previous five league matches. Their most recent game in League One took place on Halloween when they secured a 3-2 victory away at Wigan Athletic. So can Pompey finally beat Charlton at Fratton Park or will the Addicts secure a 10th consecutive victory at PO4? All of the admissible action on Pompey Live. Thank you, Kirsty Roxanne. Right, three minutes and 29 seconds to rattle for you. Quite a few things ahead of tomorrow's game. Uh, first of all, an email from Dave Byrne. Thank you. Aside from us being a far better team in Charlton, surely the law of averages points to a Pompey victory uh, tomorrow. Let's hope we can pick them up. Um, if we're going back to look at the Chesterfield match in a similar way to last season's home game against Peterborough, when we lost Joe Rafferty and Tom Lowry, but day it all started to go backwards for us. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Who then says 2-1 win. Keep the faith player at Pompey. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Don't know how to feel about that one. Um, and Graham Wilkins says, Hi, lads. Looking forward to Saturday and the match against Charlton. Going for a 2 0 written all over it. And the player who has played all games, Abu Kamara, of course, about a cent before we revealed it on air. Um, a quick note as well, of course, tomorrow afternoon is Pompey's remembrance fixture. Um, so please ensure you are arriving to Fratton Park earlier than potentially usual, um, as there will be, um, of course, things happening pre game um, to remember those fallen. Uh, many, many years ago, of course, with the last post and a minute's silence to follow afterwards uh, after the last post on Saturday afternoon. Um, on to footballing matters very quickly, Tom. Liam Manning has gone to Bristol City. Mm. That's a bit of a bit of a coup for Pompey, isn't it? Hopefully Oxford can drop a little bit. Yeah, and Pacino said that as well, didn't he, mm. um, yesterday? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Sometimes it, it might be a Stephen Schumacher-Plymouth situation, mightn't it? So... We'll see on that one. Keep your eyes peeled. But it is from this week as well. The game gets bolted at home on Saturday, the 9th of December. has been moved to a Monday evening. That's the 11th of December, 8pm kickoff on Sky Sports. <laughs> so the footballer won't be on that night. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, Bolton at home on that, that day. And uh, yeah, Pepe, Pompey back on home soil this weekend after four consecutive away matches. Forget the fact it's Charlton for a second. Looking forward to be back at home, aren't we? Absolutely. I, lo- I love playing at Fratton Park. I love going to Fratton Park. It's just, it's just a nice nice day. You see your mates, you see the... Pe- I sit in the North Upper, you see... I've been there for like seven seven years now, so you see everyone, it's nice. Regardless if it's Charlton, <laughs> and by our by our time tomorrow, Charlton fans will be singing, we always win at front, but forget that. It's, it's nice to be back at home, so fingers crossed that it'll be a win. Injury concerns, of course. Conor Ogilvy likely to be out, uh, or will be out tomorrow. Um, Tom, six to eight weeks for him. Likewise with Tino Andrin. Um, we commence the 18th of December, we've penciled in as the potentially um, return for him. He's torn a hamstring. Regan Paul, a doubt for tomorrow mm. Marlon Pack could potentially return he could um, again not fully 100% on that one either are we but it's uh, yeah we're, we're less likely on Regan Paul so yeah it's, it's a weak and Pompey side I think that first half hour is really crucial for me Jake I think if we're you know throwing it away as we did in the first half hour against Reading that's the game gone from a Pompey point of view even though it's at Fratton Park um, I just really hope we, we can stay in the game for as long as we possibly can 
our back our quality, back our attacking, moving forward. I think we're great. I don't think Charlton are fantastic defensively. Obviously, got some fantastic players. Lee Byrne, Alfie May, Corey Blackett-Taylor will cause us problems all afternoon. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the Pompey tomorrow for definite, as always. As always. And I did earlier say we're going to reveal the result of the Pompey Amputee's second game this evening against Bohemians. Uh, it's been underway for 27 minutes. They've not posted any updates. So I'm guessing it's nil-nil. Score prediction, Pompey Charlton, Tom uh, Chapel. We're going to win 3-1. 3-1. Pepe Lacey, score prediction, please. Tom, you're confident, mate. It's 2-0. Well, he's got to two be 2-0. Pompey Live returns tomorrow afternoon from 2 o'clock to see if Pompey can lift that curse. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. It's been a busy few days for the Blues. Out of one cup and through to the last 32 of another. Can Yengi get the right pass? He can. Great chance for Kamara. 2-1 Portsmouth. They have beaten Leighton Orient by two goals to one. Up next, though, Pompey return to Fratton Park. Can they extend their time at the top of the table? Pompey versus Charlton Athletic will be live Saturday from 2pm. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yeah, that's right. Myself, Robbie James and Sherelle Cassell will be live from Fratton Park to provide all of the action as the Blues host Charlton Athletic, a side who have won each of their last nine visits to PO4. Can Pompey prevent the Addicts from making it ten in a row? Can they lift that curse? Well, after four consecutive away matches across three different competitions, the Blues are finally back on home turf. Join us for all of the action tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock. Well, a big thank you to everyone who tuned in to this evening's edition of the Football Hour. Big cheers to Stagecoach Cross myself, as always, for supporting the season of the show here on Express FM. And a big thank you to our two studio guests tonight, Tom Chappell from 4 0 written all over it. Tom, we've mentioned before, we've got a bit of a deal on if Pompey win 4 0, you're on the next show. So I'll see you Monday. See you Monday. Pleasure as always. And Pepe Lacey, thank you very much for coming on to the show tonight. I'm sorry for mugging you off earlier, but it's been great to have you. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Uh, no, it's good to be back in person. I didn't like it last week online. But yeah, we're back in person. We're cracking the jokes, aren't we, Jake? Are we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Someone who will be cracking the jokes after the news at 7. Steve Randall with School Days returns from 7 through until 9 this evening. Pompey Live, as I mentioned, back both tomorrow and Sunday for both the men's and women's respective fixtures. I'll be back on Monday evening for the next instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM. But until then, have a great weekend. Stay safe and play up Pompey. Good night. <laughs>